artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest is a blues rock artist whose powerful vocals and storytelling brings you directly into his world. He lives in Los Angeles, California, but has seen the world through touring and his time competing on The Voice. He has songs charting with some of today's greatest blues artists, and yet he has only just begun. Please welcome today's guest, my friend, Liam St. John. Thank welcome, you, buddy. Man. How Thanks are you, brother? I'm doing really well. Dude, it's such a pleasure to have you on. Um, I know you through these these Shabbats that we've been having via mm-hmm. Mickey or Arye, as he's known on the podcast. Yeah. And that community of people has been one of the most incredible things to come into my life. And, mm-hmm. and I've met people that I'm, I'm going to be friends with forever through it. So it's been a it's been a, a really cool thing getting to meet people like you and half the other people on this podcast all through uh through Mickey. So yeah. thank you, Mickey. So you are a blues artist, mm-hmm. and are, where are you originally from? Uh, Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington. Yeah, um, on the east side of the state. Okay, killer. And what brought you out to LA originally? Oh man, so. The reason I'm here is because, uh, well, I mean, it's a long story, but I mm-hmm. was I was living in Portland before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and that's where I like built my band and like really started to push my career forward. And yeah. then, um, <clears throat> I was I got divorced mm-hmm. in January of 2020, and then uh, the pandemic hit, yeah. and I was like, "There's no reason for me to be here." anymore and um that's when i was cast for the voice and so i just like sold everything that i owned in portland and bought a ford focus and uh made your way to la yeah i've got a lot of great friends down here that you know i respect and they're you know they've been grinding as artists for a long time and so i knew i needed to be around like-minded people that are living their truth and um doing the doing what they feel they were placed on the earth to do absolutely and (laughs) i want to get back to the voice after but when i first heard your music it was after meeting you and there's very few times you know most of the time my experience is you meet somebody and then you hear your music and you're like wow i didn't expect that Mm. when i met you i was like that that feels correct this dude is is living it you can feel like when you sing it's it's not even just an instrument it's it's Mm. almost it's a it's a vehicle for your story. And there's a lot of great music right now that doesn't convey a story properly. It doesn't have all the pieces that kind of go together to make this this whole piece of art together. Mm. And I feel like you're the exact opposite. From when I heard your music, I felt like this dude knows what the fuck is going on. He knows what he's doing. He knows what his job is. And that was a really cool thing to hear. I mean, what what you're doing is very few and far between. There's not a lot of people who can do what you're doing with the authenticity behind it. How'd you get into the blues world? Well, thank you, man. Of course. Um, Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, my, my, I've, I've been through a lot of like, been through a lot of life and, uh, experience what it's like to not, um, 
be honest with myself and live my truth and like experience the pain of what it was like to be outside of mm. what I felt was my purpose. And, and so um, music has always been the thing that has brought me back to that. And, you know, it was almost, uh, I almost like gave it up in order to like, please, please people, you know? Yeah. And so every second that I get, um, with, with my music and with, uh, on this earth is just like truth to me. And so I, um, it's literally my breath. And so mm. I, it really makes, uh, me want to just, it's just an extension of, of myself, you know, at, at this point. And yeah. So, um, yeah, that, I guess I'm just saying that cause it means a lot when people feel the authenticity coming from, from it because it's literally i think uh, in my perspective what yeah. it means to be a human is to have the opportunity to, to pursue your truth absolutely and so um to me that is singing the blues and as far as how i got into it i, I um i i'm a firm believer that uh the blues finds the people that need it the most. Mm. Um, and I grew up, you know, with a single mom. I was the youngest child. And, um, you know, my mom was working, you know, the, was working to provide for my sisters and I. And I was just this very introverted, like, shy kid who mm -hmm. who had a lot of, like, pain and that I didn't know how to process internally. And so um, that type of music, like I think, you know, my mom's taste in music really uh, influenced it, but I started yeah. listening to like Ray Charles and Louis Armstrong as like a five-year-old. And that was like listening to it on my portable CD player in my room with those styrofoam headphones, you know, just oh, yeah. like it, it just resonated with me at a young age and not really knowing why, but, um, you know, in retrospect, it was, it was a way for me to process my internal, like dilemmas that I was having as a, a kid, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just translated into what it is now, um, over mm -hmm. a lifetime. I'm a big believer that using art as therapy is really why people get into it is when you have an issue explaining yourself to yourself, sometimes you need a different vehicle in order to get that across. Mm. And I can't speak for everybody in the industry, but I can for myself. And I know that even when I thought I was being the most honest with myself, I wasn't. But when I would do it through music, it was almost, it was so necessary for me to speak truthfully that that's where it came out the most, the most accurately and the most mm -hmm. real. And it sounds like from your music, it's a similar, it's a similar therapy. And, and obviously it's a therapy for you, but like what you were saying before, how the blues finds the people who need it the most, I think it also finds the people that are able to use it mm. the most, the most profoundly and the people that are able to use it in a way that can affect the most people. And I believe that's where you come in mm. because your voice without the story is so powerful and it's so it's so it captures a moment in, in a way that that you don't get a lot of these days 
And I believe in order to capture a moment the way you do, you have to have a certain amount of, pain's the wrong word. You have to have a certain amount of emotion behind your voice and you have to know mm-hmm. how to use it in a way that can express those, those intricacies. How, how long have you been singing and when did you really find out that that was the way that you could express yourself the best? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I've been singing my whole life. I was, I was closeted for a long time because I was so fucking shy. Mm-hmm. Um, like crippling. I couldn't even ask my cousins for a soda. <laughs> but um, yeah, literally music, soul music, like Lauren Hill is like my, the perfect voice to me. I've just been listening and singing back to a, artists like that my entire life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the um to your point about like therapy and why we write and why i sing i think even my singing is a is a part of my writing process like i i seek to be honest and like authentic and raw in everything i'm doing like because i think the truth is what is most important for everybody to see and do, you know? And I, I hope that when people hear my music or see me perform, they, they feel tr- truth. They, they see like authenticity and rawness and like human truth. And it, it in some way might ins- inspire them and help them, help them to pursue their truth. And um, so, yeah, like when I'm writing, I am writing from the most vulnerable space in my soul. Yeah. And um, that's the most, like, that's, to me, like, the most mind-boggling thing is when I write these specific songs about, like, a specific pain that I've experienced or, you know, that people are like, this song, I've never had a song resonate with me so much. And I think that is a testament to, like, you know, being honest in your writing and and yeah. and communicating that in the way you sing as well. I don't, I, I, to be honest, like for a while, I lived a life to try and please others. I think like, you know, my faith had a lot to do with that, like living to please this higher authority. And then like the lack of having a father figure, I think I probably tried to make decisions to seek approval yeah. of people and that that like spilled into every part of my life and like you know i i felt like i was living the truman show f- for a long time like just numb and not living <laughs> who i was and i'm yeah um and so that spilled into like how i sang and like blocked me from just my potential for so long but like i mm-hmm. i was trying to sing the way i thought other people would want to hear me yeah and um because i was seeking their approval and like um <laughs> i was just blocked by this for so long and then i got rejected so many times by like the voice and and like was was almost like my career was almost taken away from me. And so where I found my truth and where I found my voice was not when I had a success. It was like when I was like, fuck everything I'm going, this is who I am and this is what I'm supposed to be. And I found like my 
purpose, mm-hmm. myself, like emotionally, spiritually, and my voice, literally, like I found it grinding in my purpose. Like I've never felt more meaning and more happiness than singing in dive bars to zero people yeah. playing for whiskey, you know, like, and that's what, that's what, what I think was my breakthrough moment was like finding joy and purpose in the bottom of the industry. Like, yeah, the, like where everybody, all my pa- all my past friends were like, he's, I literally had somebody, one of my ex friends was like, we're not going to be there for you in 10 years. If you're still in dive bars, singing, singing to empty dive bars. And I was like, well, wow. fuck you. But yeah. I, I have so much purpose and um, like meaning. Like, so people saw this as the rock bottom and that's where I found my joy. You found it as a place to play music. <laughs> yeah. And I found it as a place to be my, live my truth. Yeah. And I, from then on, I was like, this is, this is how I know this is who I am and this is what I'm supposed to do and that I'm going to have a lifelong uh, career in this because there's there's nothing there's nothing lower than it and i'm already finding meaning and when you find meaning in things that are that are hard it, it just everything that comes from it builds on itself and you you know then you fucking chart with etta james you know <laughs> so let's go there for a second <laughs> you first of all from what you were just saying as a third person perspective first of all Fuck the friend. Yeah. <laughs> you just missed out on an opportunity to be friends with somebody that'll be known as a great. Um, so that's first of all. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, if, if you're happy playing in a dive bar for five people, there's no time that you will ever dislike playing music. And mm-hmm. you've already won with that. Yeah. First of all. Second of all, I can tell you from a third person perspective that what you're doing is working because... I can't talk for the labels. I can't talk for the shows, but I can talk for a person who's put headphones in and walked around and using your music to, to make myself okay. Hmm. And to understand that I'm not alone. And, and I've been through so much in my life where I didn't know how to cope with it. And I didn't know how to feel okay. And what I've realized is there's nothing that gets me off more and allows me to feel the most real and the most myself than listening to people who are doing just that. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I've gotten from your music. So again, to your friend, fuck you. This man <laughs> is is gonna take over the world and 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 I'm gonna be a big fucking fan the whole way through, dude. I really, I really believe in what you're doing. And I believe in you as a person. And 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 I felt half of that when I first met you, the half that comes without hearing the music. Mm-hmm. Cause cause you're your energy that comes off of you is just pure love and it's pure, it's pure, um, it's it's love for your craft. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the sexiest part of music is when, when you understand that not only does it sound real, but it feels real. And you clearly do things at a a caliber that's higher than a lot of other people. That's whether it's your singing or guitar playing or songwriting and you do it at almost this Olympic level. Hmm. Which is funny because you also trained for the Olympics. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that real fast. Was it long jumping? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that was my lifelong <laughs> dream. That's crazy. <laughs> so you're you're oh. training for the Olympics and you're at the highest tier of 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 talent for music. 
Mm. Tell me about this. That's, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Damn, man. Yeah. Honestly, like, that's a whole... Like, I've, I am madly in love with track and field and grateful for my whole career in it. And, like, Mets, my absolute, like, best friends from it. But yeah. I did it my whole life, and I think... Sadly, I think it was uh, my my obsession with athletics was like another uh, form of me like suppressing my truth. Yeah, sadly, and like, um, but all that to say, like, I worked my ass off my whole life for track and field. <laughs> Went to college and had like a mildly successful career like struggled injuries but then moved to south africa and started training with rush walsamai and like fucking coach king kelly king will and they're they've he's like you know bronze medals at the world championships yeah. and that that was like first of all rush is like my hero he's such a wise man and um i've learned so much from him and he's like a like i just called him the other day because i was struggling with something um in my industry and he was like well here's the perspective from from his experience as an elite source yeah as an elite athlete you know um but yeah that was uh an incredible life i lived as an athlete and I, i learned a lot from it as far as like what it takes to show up for yourself and to master something you have to show up every day and and the fact that you could show up at that high of a caliber and that not even be what you end up doing (laughs) really shows though what it takes you it's i don't believe that i don't believe that people are given situations they can't handle and i believe that whatever it is give situations to people that can handle it the best. And I believe that somebody like you were given harder situations because you were made tougher than most. And and I'm I'm a real firm believer in that. And and uh my uncle who is diagnosed with um a, a disease a little bit ago and and we had this conversation that was similar where life gives people who are the strongest the hardest opportunities. Hmm. Because life needs somebody to show up for them that that will put in 100% without without the choice. Yeah. And and clearly that's what you were given. You were given opportunities that you needed to prove that you can get through them in order for you to write about them. Mm-hmm. And that clearly is in form of your athletic abilities, your childhood, all these different things kind of culminate to make something that can chart with Etta James, you know? Mm-hmm. A great singer is not going to chart with Etta James. A great artist will. Damn. Um, because you can't just be a good singer. You can't just be a good guitar player and you can't just be a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. You have to be this, this superpower of forces and learn how to put them together and go through experiences that are tougher than most. And clearly, I mean, you were on the voice and, and as in, is as big of an accomplishment as that is, I don't even want to talk about it because that's not, that's clearly not you. Mm-hmm. You were just, a, that was just, that was one of the steps. Yeah. But you are a blues singer who who found the ability to take life 
and and put it into this little time capsule that'll be forever. Mm. And that was one of the things I got from your music as well, is it's so, it's forever music. It's the kind of music that I can listen to with my kids one day, but I could also take back to my grandfather and my dad right now and have them experience it with me. Damn. And that's that's been special as an outside source to get to say that I've seen this person in real life and I get to see and understand that they are a good person outside of the good, the great music, you know? Mm. And that's been, a, that's been huge for me and, and a pleasure for me that I get to experience both sides of you. Um, Thank you, man. Having you on here was, was a really big thing for me because outside of what you've done and your accomplishments, having music like what you make, I think is what's going to help the world. Mm. And I really do believe that it takes somebody like you and, and, you know, we get to be in a room during Shabbat with all these people who are not even Jewish, not of the same religion, not yeah. of the same place. But it's not even the point of the religion. It's the point of, of a community of people who are all willing to work hard alone and for each other. Yeah. And you bring that to to that space and, and, and really allow people to, to understand what it's like to be truly yourself. So for, for me, I say thank you for that. And for all the people of the world who don't get the opportunity to say it, I say thank you because you, you're you bringing something that the world really needs right now, especially in a time when it's, it's tough for a lot of people. And people seeing that you survived the, the struggles that you did and pushed still to the extent that you did, I think is really going to help some kids out there or some people of any age pick up their shit, fucking understand that life's not easy and life's not fair. Hmm. But it's how you it's how you go about those situations that make you and, and that make you the man or woman you are. And uh yeah, thank you for that, dude. You you're really gonna help a lot of people. And I'm I think this episode is gonna be something that gets a little kid out of bed one day or gets somebody yeah. to not quit or gets somebody to sit down and learn an instrument because they get to see what what it's like when you master something. Hmm. So uh thank you, dude. You're yeah. you're really a, an inspirational person and just before we wrap this up, I'm curious, what would you tell somebody who's where you were at 10 years old or 15 years old? How would you tell them to to keep going? Damn, man. Well, thank you. I, of course. Uh, I think that is what I would tell people. Like, what you're saying, I feel like the soul of the world... Um, is made better and healed a bit every time somebody accepts who they are and chooses to pursue themselves. You know, there's all these outside forces telling us how, how to get to heaven and uh, how to be the perfect person. But I think, you know, we're, we're able to go to Shabbat and we're all different religions and we're, we all experience love. And I think it's because we're all choosing to pursue our truth. And I think that is the hardest decision to make, especially as a, a young kid. Um, there's so many like, you know, online bullying, school bullying, parents telling you it's unrealistic. Mm. But just seek, you just got to seek what, what gives you that, what gives you that breath, like what makes you feel present and full. Yeah. And you got to choose to to fight for it, you know, and choose losing some friends over it and yeah. even, you know, <laughs> sacrifices in general. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know, just the moment you choose to pursue your truth and like honor your truth, I think the world heals a little bit and and so mm -hmm. does everybody around you. So for anybody who's out there and is having a tough time, whether that's things that are at your own fault or things that life throws at you, you have an excuse to cry. You have an excuse to be upset. You have a lot of excuses, but what you don't have is an excuse to not go make it right for yourself. Not, you don't have an excuse to not share with the world what what you deserve to share and to go pick up the things that you love to pick up and, and be the best at them. That you don't have an excuse not to do. You have, a, you have an excuse to do all these things, but to not be yourself and to not share your truth is is a detriment to the whole world because all these cul the culmination of all these experiences are so necessary and they're so beautiful and, and they can really help so many people. So with that, I say thank you, Liam. You are such an incredible dude. And I'm, I'm uh, as a friend, I will always be here no matter what fucking dive bar it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> and as a fan, I will always be there because I love what you're doing, man. And I really, yeah. I really believe that, that you're going to get to change a lot of people's lives with what you do. Thank you, man. That means a whole, a whole lot. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm here all, along the way, and and thank you every, for everybody for listening. Thank you, Liam, for coming, and to everybody listening. Uh, I'm Liam St. John, and this is an experiment. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you, bro. I appreciate much you, love, man. bro. And we're out.